This is the audio podcast with Samuel Freeman and Scott Hewitt. Hello, it's Wednesday, the 15th of June. You know what time that makes it, Sam? It's time for the audio podcast. Hey. And what's this audio podcast called? This is show 16 and it's called Bits Rate. And you know there's something extra special about today's show, Sam? We're, 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 well, we're in the same room, which is like an up from last week, I think. And we're, we're, we're on different mics, though. We are. We the observant will have noticed this. And we have three of them plugged in. Oh, who is here? Who it's is all it? my fault. Hello, Tom. <laughs> Hello, Tom. How are you? I'm very good, guys. Thanks for uh, having me along for the first time on the show. Yeah, thank you very much. I, I think Tom is partially terrified as he is unaware as to what is expected of him. Well, I'm a good improviser. <laughs> I've been told. Okay, uh, let's go to the let's go to the the news items first. Okay, news items straight away. The Echo Nest have announced a new API which lets you plug their stuff into Facebook, basically. Um, and to go along with this, they've launched a competition. The two thousand 11 Echo Nest Social Music App Challenge. The NSMAC. NSMAC. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you can make a really cool music app that hooks in Echo Nest, which we've talked about before, yeah, which kind of lets you get all sorts of metadata about tunes and artists. You get a price. Yeah, if you hook that a into cash Facebook, price. you get 10 grand if you make a really good one. 10 grand in dollars, so it should dollars. be said. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, do that by the tenth of August if you want to. If you want to do that. But uh, sadly, of course, that does mean you might have to listen to the music that your Facebook friends share, which isn't always the best if you're looking at my friends. But <laughs> are, are you an Echo Nest user? Once upon a time, I was, but I've sort of uh, strayed from the the path, fled the nest. To <laughs> oh, I like that. I like what he did there. <laughs> I like what he did there. Okay, what's next? What's next? Let's go on again. Um, VST. This is a VST audio unit, which is... Oh, I just hit a button and it's closed the page. Okay. Is this the physically physically modeling spring reverb? Yep. Uh, oh, it's, wow. It's we're a new release. We're on the same page? Oh, that's good, isn't it? Until you closed it. I did close it, yeah. I've got <laughs> it back. So, um, when I'm... Yeah, there's always updates and releases every week, and I, we can't go for all of them. Um, so, I try to pick ones that are cross-platform, at least Windows and Mac. So, so this is uh, sknote.it. Yep. yep, and it looks quite interesting. I haven't had a go on it because it's a commercial product, and so if they want to send me a copy, I'd be very interested. I'm quite into physical modeling stuff, and I like Spring Reverb, um, but I don't know. It says you can click on the... So you have a, on the interface, they have visualization of the springs. It says you okay. can click on them to hear the impulse response. Is that the same as hitting it? Because when you've well, got Spring yeah. Reverb, you can give it a good old whack. Oh, and you you hear it, don't you? Like guitar um, cabs and stuff. Yeah, I, 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 do, I do think this is this sort of plugin is crying out for sort of physical Arduino type box that you can actually kick. Like, I, I think that would be great with a laptop with a small small box that you can kick to test the Spring Reverb. That'd be great with the accelerometers and stuff picking mm. up. Yep. Yep. And they change the tension of the spring, so even though it isn't used in the effect, you still hear the... Oh no! It just makes the wa- makes the appropriate wang noise. Yeah. When you ca- it just make, comes out of your speakers, that would be nice. That would be nice. We should suggest that to the uh, dark matter audio guys for their box that does that. That it has it makes the right sound effects. So when you kick the hardware, <laughs> it makes the noise that the hardware unit would make. Yes. Let's encourage. Yep. Yeah. If you're out there and listening to that, that's a that's a freebie. I'm willing to give that idea away. That's, that's yeah. That's give free, us your free to the world. Hardware. We'll kick it for you. <laughs> <laughs> If you kick it down a flight of stairs, it it then it, it does the kind of I've broken into pieces, but I still work kind of sound. That'd be nice. That'd yeah, be a good sound. Kind of like crunchy and quiet. Yeah. 
Cool. So another VST. What, what do we get to next? Oh. Um, this is um, on the New York Times blog. I think I came to it through something else, but this is what we're talking about. Um, the first computer musician. It's another piece about Max Matthews, which there was a lot of recently because he died in April. Yeah, we, we talked about him quite a lot in that episode entitled The Bitteries, didn't we? So if you want to go back and if you haven't heard that, you can go back and check that episode yep. out if you want. Um, the reason I thought this would be worth noting, noting is that it's got audio examples plugged in there because when we did the, the obituaries, we realized it's quite hard to, look, to find an example of the audio, which you can kind of say, well, actually, this is the right one. So here And was licensed in a way we could use it. Exactly. So we cannot play this to you now because it's of the way it's licensed. However, it is appearing on this blog with permission of the publishers. So you can just go check so it out there? Go, yep. And then there's obviously a link to the CD where they came from on there. But yep. And if you wanted to get... If you wanted to get this link, the easiest place to get that link would be from our show notes, wouldn't it? It would if you go to wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk. Have you ever been to that site, wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk? I have. There awesome. you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's quite an interesting uh, full circle there that we're, uh, we're now emulating Spring Reverb, which is obviously nothing to Max Matthews. You know, it's qu- quite an interesting full circle that, isn't it? Yep. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's nice. Um, it, it is actually a really detailed article, I'll be honest. I am... Um, I, I actually read this article and I didn't put it in the notes because I was like, oh, we covered that in the obituary, but now that I look for it again, actually, there's quite a lot of extra stuff in there we hadn't thought about. It is, I so. think, uh, yeah, I think it's better. The obituary stuff was kind of, well, people rushed it, didn't well, it? Well, it's rushed, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has had a bit more reflection. It's very, it goes through the whole career and it talks a lot about the relevance and significance of using computers as creative things. And it's, it, yeah, it's not just a, this is what Max did in his life. It's much more yeah. socially aware and current. That's cool. So um, let's go on here. Teenage Engineering Op 1. The OP1, the OP1. One, yeah. Op 1, yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, the picture's the wrong way around. There's so much desire for that product. There is. And, well, yeah, that's pretty much the news is that it, it came out, I think, as we were recording last week, it was out. Then it I, re- I, I think maybe it's, it's I don't know, because they're a Japanese company that you, you're not used to tilting your head that way, Scott. <laughs> Scott Scott's struggling with the orientation just for a... Uh, I'm just trying to really uh, appreciate the device, and it's one of you to write me around to it. Oh, so that's nice. For anyone that doesn't know, this thing this was announced quite a long time ago. I think it was 2009. Yeah, de- definitely. It was yeah. first announced. I'd, I'd almost forgotten about it. Out. Yeah, and um, but it finally got released and inevitably sold out. But they say there is more on the way in the next week or so. Um, and there has been some of the beta users, or one in particular, has been playing with this thing for a while um, Yellow Tangerine and has a YouTube video and a few things on SoundCloud which you can get to in various ways it's been mentioned a lot um, our links will get you there as well so th- this is another small it, it's it's another kind of small toy synth pretty oh, much controversial it's controversial use of the word toy but I think it's I think it's fair because it's mm. it's something to play with. It's fun and it's mm. it's, it's a closed box. It, True. It's not designed. It has a sixteen hours battery power. Yep. I can't ever recall seeing a synthesizer which advertises the battery life statistic ever before. That's, that's interesting. I think the Monotron did actually, but that falls in the same category. Um, toy category, perhaps. Although I don't think I don't, I don't think these are toys. I just like the they're very expensive. You know, toys. It's eight hundred dollars <laughs> a toy. Well, that's a, that's a toy. Oh, that's an expensive toy. But if you look at the hardware specs, it's actually got a lot of chops, really. It can do a lot of stuff. And it's got a whole bunch of... How many? It's got different synthesized models in there, and it's got multi-track recorder, and you can put tunes together in there. Like it, people it, have been doing. It, it does look cool. And yeah, reading the spec, it looks very interesting, actually. I'm not so sure about that keyboard, though. I'd say it's just like... 
Black Dots a bit. I'm not sure. And but I get, it's not for playing, is it? It's for. No, it reminds me of the old old Casio keyboards. It was this sort of size. Yeah, kind of not quite pocket size, but yeah. Well, 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 again, quite similar to the Spring Mover, but it's a sort of product that is like a sort of full circle, like going back, getting all the the benefits of tape with none of the hassle. You know, that's that seems to have been the uh, idea behind it, going into it, man. But, but let me yeah, ask you, like, exciting. when you look at this, yeah, because it it's not got a particularly great keyboard. Is there a need for that keyboard to be there at all? I'm saying, isn't well, well, it in, in, what, in what way is it not great? I mean, it, you know, you're not going to play any rap man enough on it, but if if it's enough to control, you know, the the synth the synth and the sampling functions in there, then then that's that's all you need. You know, I mean, it, per, personally, you know, some of the music I make, I just end up using the the laptop keyboard. It's not that important to me to be able to play with the accuracy of a concert pianist you know I, I think it's but what I mean is like they, they've taken up so much of their product here with this keyboard which is clearly not a keyboard you're ever going to really play in a way that somebody yeah. with keyboard skills is going to play it so is there a purpose I, I just I don't know but I often see these devices the market, and just think though. to myself because hmm. I, I have giant I have like stubby fingers so <laughs> you know what I mean these things well, are just unusable for me Except that at least it's tactile. You can feel the shape of the keys and the buttons underneath, and it's not like yeah. a touchscreen thing where you can't, you know, it's a moving target, and you're not quite sure if you've got your finger on the key or not without looking. So, have they made an app version of this yet? Is there an OP app? At I all? don't think. I don't think they would. I think that would. No, it, w it, it wouldn't work, would it? I mean, I mean, when it first came out, I was all about, hmm, how, how can I emulate these functions from the spec in Max? But really, it's it's about the the marriage of you know controller interface and you know, uh, efficient electronics. And the, uh, having the restriction that you can only, if you want to make a tune on this thing, then you can do all these things, but that's all you can do. There's no reaching for the plugins to yeah. to mm. extend the possibilities. There's enough possibilities within the synthesis and the recording and the editing that it allows mm. you to do, to, to do some stuff. So if you were wanting to do some more editing, you'd probably be needing some sort of audio workstation, perhaps, or something yeah. like that. And I think that nicely moves us across to our next item here, which is Audio Sonar coming out of its uh, private beta. Yep, so R it's now in public beta, and you can have a look. It's a, um online cloud-based music sequencer. Yeah. That's it. It's flash-based, which put me off a little bit. I don't know why. I think I'm just a little bit flashist. What? what, what? <laughs> um, what 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 other alternatives could you imagine someone using to make this 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 detailed sequence? I mean, I, I'm talking to someone who's you know not not as well read in terms of you know innovative online technology. You know, if you if you were building a sequence, what would you go for instead of Flash? Well, Flash because it's established can do a whole load of stuff, and there's been quite mm. a few audio. We talked about another one recently, which was based on which kind of like reason where you have like lots of physical models all plugged together. That was running in Flash and. There's a lot of yeah. synthesis stuff, yeah. real-time synthesis stuff you can do in Flash now with Action Script 3 and whatnot. But I'm more interested personally in the whole HTML5 yeah. stuff. I mean, and that's all kind of leading edge. There's no standards to set yet. There's two kind of semi-compatible versions out there. Well, mm -hmm. there's two versions out there. And then on top of that, there are JavaScript libraries that let you address either of them. But... Yeah, I'd I'd be more interested in seeing that kind of stuff develop into larger scale products. But the because the, the problem I think most people have with Flash is obviously it doesn't work on everything. 
And the thing that does work on it's notorious for being the kind of uh, thing that makes your system fan go crazy, isn't it? It's like yeah, battery know, hug, etc. And it, that sort of thing there. And I think that has a lot to do with. Well, I, I wonder actually, because is it a badly vid- is it badly written as a vir- like because there's a virtual machine running it, running the code yep. there? Is it a badly written virtual machine, or is it just fundamentally designed wrong? It's a proprietary technology which we don't have any access to the internals of, so it could be either. Well, even just as a user, not paying too much attention to when my system fan is or is not Mm. struggling. Um, I still, whenever cloud-based things come up, I say, well, I could sit here for the next hour playing, putting some stuff together. The synths in there are quite nice. There's an FM synth and a Mm. um, subtractive synth and then a sampler, which I didn't work out in five minutes. I'm sure I could if I read a tutorial or something, but just playing with it, I didn't get there straight away. Um, Although, actually, I suspect that that, towards the end, I think that might have been to do with... um, a laptop speakers. I think maybe if I had some bigger speakers plugged in, I think I was trying to hear a kick drum or something. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. But so I do all. If I do a whole load of work and then I find my internet connection's not there anymore for some reason, mm. then what happens to that to to that time that I've spent on this thing? The idea is that it goes up into the cloud and you can access it elsewhere. Someone else can access it. <sighs> I, that, that's the issue with the cloud, isn't it? Because <laughs> the, the 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 cloud assumes that you'll always be online, yeah. and that isn't always the case. No, and that's the that's the big weakness of it, isn't it? At the moment, still, we've like these things. Do you not think the future of that is having you know something that works offline as well as online, and it, the the cloud part is like an add-on to an existing digital workstation rather than the entire of a product? Well, that would be interesting, but I think I I get the impression the way they've marketed this now is that this is a this works on the internet, online, kind of thing. yeah, all in yeah. the box, all online. It, I mean, it's about it, simplifying the development, isn't it? Because you know, the the dream has always been that you write the code once and it runs everywhere. And right now the experiment is, well, everybody tried that with Java Virtual Machines, 90s, didn't really work out. Now it's like, well, everybody has a browser, so maybe we can run in the browser. And you get like apps, uh, one that jumps to mind, not audio rotated, Zotorio on Firefox, which was a, a, yeah. a real, is a really powerful application that runs on everything because it runs inside Firefox. And as long yep. as Firefox remains its standards and it's committed mm. to doing so it will run and this is what people are trying to do but I, I just worry that the audio world isn't a particularly good fit for that kind of practice no. yeah and that's why a lot of this stuff is yeah it, well if it's synth if it's synth based okay but as soon as you want to start having audio there's a lot a lot of stuff mm. to push and pull when you go in certain places another app which is um, a cloud based thing which is not audio related is liquid chart which um, I came across as looking for something to do for drawing flow charts yeah um, for describing programs and systems and um yeah i was looking for something that i could download and use and i came across this and it's really nice and it's written in html5 and it it allows um collaborative editing in the kind of google documents kind of a way not that I, I, I don't need that particular feature and but i didn't you know i looked at it i really liked it but i didn't want to trust it because you know i might want access to files when i've not got access to the internet if i'm on a train or something you know? but they've they've made that available offline now so it can run in chrome you know, there's an offline version and then yeah. it'll automatically sync when you do go online so that kind of stuff i do like and the fact that it's it is browser-based technology it's not flash flashes are kind of mm. although it's browser-based it's kind of a whole you're not using the browser you're using flash inside the browser yeah whereas this because it's based on html5 is using the browser fair enough yeah so bring more audio Toys into the browser world with hmm. Flash, please. Absent or something. Can we move on now? I've kind of lost 
Yeah. Well, fair enough. If you were working with this digital audio workstation, you might want to bring in some sound samples into it, something like that. And um, we, we we like to keep whenever a new uh, new sample library comes out, you know, we, we we keep track of it. And if we find ones that are funny, or amusing, or catch our attention, so obviously we had the snowball fighting ones, which were kind of fun. Yep. I wish we could play some of these for people, but I, we just we just can't really. But um, if you follow the links, there are always. But the links are always there. We just can't use them ourselves. Yep. So my my pick of the uh, recently released samples is uh, the. Um, is gun gun rifle actions HD? So gun sound I got, effects. I got all the keywords in there. Actions HD, guns. Why haven't I bought it yet? And I, do, you're wanting to hit the play button. You're, if you don't don't hit the play I'm button, the play button. you have to like edit that oh out man. of the show. <laughs> we don't. We don't. We're not. You know. I mean, we. Bang. You know, next time I'm gonna like bang, contact bang, ahead of time pow. and ask if we can just like you know these. Are, that's that's some pretty good. Could you do? Uh, can you do other guns? Oh, I'm 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 feeling a bit. Uh, Conscientious about my gun quality sounds there. Um, oh, for the American audience yeah. who uh, dived behind their sofas <laughs> at the uh, sound of that gunfire. Pow, 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 pow. We'd like to apologize for that <coughs> blatant uh, <coughs> disregard of your state of your country. My apologies entirely. I didn't mean. I, I hope there's a f the. I want to know if they have a companion uh, gun file that's like the gun sounds that children make because I think that's. Mm -hmm. I, I think I think uh, diff different kids. I think it's one of those personality things that they use in school. Like if you got. <coughs> <coughs> or if you got pow pow pow, just different types of kids. I suppose that anyway. depends on whether which like kind of eighteen rated movie you saw. Yeah, true. Which was your you first to, isn't it, really? Yeah. I guess that whether it was if like it was a sci-fi or a war film. Or yeah, that, that <laughs> orientates your gun sound effects for the rest of your life. I think I'm probably more of a pow pow actually. Well, I I, I try and stay out of these things as much as possible. I have a five-year-old who I kind of trying to not encourage too much into the whole playing gun things but it's yeah. inevitable it, you can't stop them they you know if you, they just make their own in fact if he pow pows at you and you don't react then he puts that away and gets out of the kaboom and <laughs> 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 yeah which but he's far more impressive his gun sounds than me so it's yeah. fair enough so if you wanted a slightly more violent uh violent sound library than a snowball fight then uh guns rifle actions hd is is an opportunity for you. Get here. Where, where, where can I get this one from? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's talking about game sound and things like that. It's. Uh, oh, there's lots of things here. Insert bullet into magazine. That's a uh, hand grab with hand and movement. Magazine eject. Magazine insert. Safety switch. So there's a lot. You know the thing. Though, you've got like we we kind of take. We sort of take the mick out of these things because we deliberately pick sound libraries that are like got funny things in them to talk about because obviously it would be boring if we were talking about I don't know something else perhaps that would be slightly like violent sounds might be slightly less comedy but you got it <laughs> this is a thorough job here and this gentleman's basically conceived every sound that you could possibly make in the use of these firearms and recorded it which is pretty cool and in HD which brings us on to our main feature because the HD is reference to the 2496 quality recording on the samples so First of all, this is why you're here, Tom. First of all, I don't agree with using HD to decide audio because HD is a term that I always, I don't know if this is my personal thing, always refer to visual information. You know, I, I don't know if I'm deciding that there's a line between definition and resolution here, 
But for me, it's audio, you know, it's the resolution and the bitrate, not necessarily definition as in the amount of pixels per square inch. So that, that, that annoys me, but that's just, you know, it's the way of making high quality and instant marketable catchphrases HD. So that's my, that's my first uh, contentious thing about... HD, HD format, audio. of course, in visuals being smaller than your average computer screen. Anyway. Egg, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow, yes. it's HD. Mm. Okay, but yeah. for audio, we're talking well, the about... Well, re- the reason we're here, uh, the reason, yeah. reason we're here. So the reason Tom's here is um, I spotted an article on lifehacker.com which was talking about does bitrate really make a difference in, in music? Okay, and I thought, that's kind of cool. And at the same point, I saw that, Tom, you tweeted, and I think your tweet was something along the lines of can anybody tell the difference between... Yeah. Can anyone tell the difference between MP3 and CD? Because I'd gotten into quite uh, an obsession with getting flack and things like that off the internet and just wondering you know how important it was in terms of releasing my own music if if there's any point in striving for that if i'm the only one who can hear it then is is there any point in in releasing in that format that 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 was what got me thinking about it really i think first of all there's two i I think first of all we probably all agree that there is a standard of bitrate which is too low yeah. What's 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 that individually? So we shall we all raise our hands now as Oh that depends what it is. And that depends what it is. And also it's But if we take this show okay. so this show is at hundred and ninety two, okay. if I remember correctly. That, that's but more than high enough for vocals, I think. But if you go back three shows ago, because of some I was actually doing some experiments and I left the MP three converter at one twenty. So I think like four shows ago the show is at one twenty rather than one ninety two and it is quite noticeable. You get there's a lot of high frequency alias, high frequency at the top of the voice alias, yeah. and low frequency. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I would say that 192 for our kind of show here, heavily compressed spoken word is, it is an acceptable standard. It doesn't sound great, but then you're listening to it on horrible earphones right now, anyway, on the side <laughs> of a road, <laughs> in your car, and you've had to download it. You know, if it's going down at a, if you, if for something like this, the podcast, people don't want to wait a long time to download it. I I don't I'm you no, know my internet connection at home is slower enough without having to wait for high quality stuff to come through that mm. I could I could still hear what's being said if it was at low so but for music if I'm putting a CD into my computer for the first time then I'll make sure that the it's going to get I'll, I'll take it in as a WAV because hard disk space isn't a problem for me right. hard disk space isn't a problem until you run out of hard disk space though. But you have a hard disk on your iPod, you know, that that's that's where the you know, the MP three thing comes in. I mean I'm I'm just my my personal MP three, I feel like telling an anecdote here, so I will. Um yeah, go for it, so I mean I wouldn't be into music or doing music or here having just finished an undergraduate degree without ever downloading mp3 and i got into it in napster which is a great time to get into mp3s because you just you you'd I'd, I'd be downloading like I had a little business like going people on the street. I'd download that the singles chart and put it on CD for them. And and hey, you know, go back in time and arrest me. Um, so I did that, and it was like there was there was no consideration in quality at all. You you found I found things at Napster that were forty eight forty eight k MP3s, and it was some some uh, you know R and B pop song or something. And I couldn't tell. They couldn't tell. They didn't know what it was. And that's and that's me back then. But is is that? the average consumer that's probably had any musical education is that the average consumer who doesn't know you know it's and another one is a friend uh, i went around to him and his brother's enthusing about how he's managed to fit a thousand songs onto some really small size and he didn't care that they were all 64 he didn't hear this uh audio loss and you know i think that's that's something always uh 
worth worth considering with the. Uh, I, I guess, thing. for me, a big part of it, which we talked on there and we spoke about before, I, I think it's the end user medium which is the issue as well, isn't it? Because mm. I think what's if you consider what happened was we went from like you know vinyl tape eight track all that vinyl, sort of stuff yeah. be kind of reel to reel all this stuff and it was always about better quality better quality better quality better quality we got to cd and there was always that argument about whether cd was better or not than than vinyl and a lot of people still like vinyl and that sort of stuff yeah i think in the early days of that there was a problem with converters weren't quite up to the job yeah in, yeah in all absolutely parts of the chain, weren't they? yeah and those problems have probably been overtaken, but the advantages of CD were pretty were, were pretty compelling. You can go to any track you want to. It's easier to distribute. The, the media is more robust, and it doesn't decay. Uh, really, the media is more robust. The CD media. I think if you were going to like try and destroy vinyl, well, in well, a competition well, of vinyl mm. tape or CD, I think your CD would last the longest. Well, this, well, I'm, 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 I'm being a bit. I don't know if I, by bringing my vinyl uh, fetishism into the debate at this stage is a bit uh, counterproductive, but. A CD, it's scratched or whatever, and your data's gone. But with vinyl, you know, you hear through the crackling. You've always got some, unless you've actually set the vinyl on fire or whatever, you're always going to have something of the original file there. There's never, you know, the CD, it snapped in half. What do you do then? That's so that's right. why I, I think vinyl's I guess, more robust. I guess what I'm saying is <laughs> your, your CD will survive more less intentional non it, 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 there won't be wear and tear on a yeah. CD in the you same know, way. The yeah, if you sure. look after it, it'll run forever, whereas yeah. over time the needle and the, the magnetic heads will cause problems, you see. Yeah. But what I mean yeah. is, so in my mind, there was always this drive for better quality, better quality. That was what was driving that. And then they tried Super Audio CDs, DVD audio, all came out. And the idea behind that was turn up the sample rate, turn up the... Mm. And, and make even more. And that really didn't happen. Didn't catch on. But what did catch on was exactly what you're talking about, which was the, the, the MP3 where quality ceased to be the issue. Because let's face it, your MP3 isn't... It doesn't matter what quality I've, of MP3 you're talking about. It's still lossy. It's a lower quality... It's always going to be a lower quality item than what you start And the drive with. behind that was to make the file size smaller. Mm. So I, f so I, I feel like we've missed that part of the chain in that um, we went from vinyl to CD and didn't mention cassette tape. And this is probably the first medium that was introduced for end consumers and, and was an efficient way to listen to music that is you know you can make mixtapes of your records listen to them on a walkman that was the first time that we had um ease of use and and uh use you know that's that aspect of the product being more important than the audio quality that was the first time we had it i think and it was the first time there, there was portability as well because reel-to-reel -reel tape been around for a long time it was quite commonplace to have mm. people be recording the radio onto it and listening back recording their okay. own things but it was when it once it became a cassette it with tape, you. Like mm. the portability mm. of it became a whole new thing, and having a portable player was revolutionary. And yeah, yeah, but, but I presume there is a big quality difference uh, between uh, your reel-to-reel -reel recordings and your cassette recordings. It's, I mean, this is it. I, I've no, never no, used there, those no, things. There will I be mean, on a finely tuned, on on a properly tuned, properly set up system. There will be because remember, you got you got an analog format which is being it's been compressed into a physical space. Mm -hmm. And obviously by compressing it into a physical space, you get resolution issues. Mm. So if you consider it, you would have had an inch to inch reel, you could have bought an inch to inch reel machine at the same time you could have bought a cassette machine. And they would have had very similar levels of technology, but one would have been writing a waveform onto an inch of tape and it was writing yeah, it onto. Yeah, exactly. And, and, that, that, and, and that's, that's a good analogy with your hard drive and that, you know, MP3, players came out you know the first one's like 32 32 megabyte rio you know that sort of issue era of mp3 players that that's the equivalent of the cassette and that like you say it's a smaller it is a, it's a smaller physical space but we're not talking about 
width of tear we're talking about you know bits that you can fit on a piece of metal yeah so yeah so i I think that with um you know tape yeah the it all became better for the consumer and yeah that was mirrored in the mp3 so i I guess the thing is i whenever i we have these kind of conversations and they come up and i see them i always think that people kind of miss my concern, and I think this is what you were talking about at the start mm-hmm. there, is that I think a lot of people don't actually care about the quality of the audio they listen yeah, to yeah. very much anymore at all. And that's part of the reason why we run this show at the format we run the show. Because when we first started this, this, the audio podcast, we were like, well, we're going to do a high production value. We deliberately didn't heavily compress the first couple of episodes. We did them at fairly high quality. And since then, we've just compressed it. We just compress it mm-hmm. flat and grind it down because it's smaller yep. files quicker to download it's louder to compete with the you know in your yep. ears well let's yeah. let's be careful about compression here because when you're talking about audio you, you've got dynamic, dynamic compression, compression on the actual yeah. audio sorry yeah which we I'm have also about, been doing we've yeah. been pumping up the compression to to level out the voices and the uh, sometimes dodgy microphone technique um well i do anyway i, I move around a little please like this <laughs> like this like this um yeah, yeah. but there that's a whole separate whole separate issue compared to data compression that's true. Sorry, thank you for clarifying that for me. <laughs> so, I mean, thinking about like uh, we said after the tape, they tried the Super Audio CD. Yeah. So, what what is the difference then? Because I mean, a lot. Some people say HD is catching on, and that in five years everything's going to be HD. Or well, five years, the time scale changes. But you know, why? What's what's changed to make? Is it the the market segmentation that you know that the, the, there's now more of a elite consumer market being created for that wasn't available when the s the sacd came out is, is that why hd's come more popular or is it you know a tv is um if, you, if you've got a big tv in your house people you can see it from the street but uh, so it's a bit of a show-off thing as well so, so do you think audio has that same sort of Kudos There's that people apply to audiophiles in an audiophile market, hasn't there? Well, people mm. spend like thousands and thousands of pounds on hi-fi, don't they? If you yeah. think of that, um, mm. the DSP project that we had in the plunder two, three weeks ago, they were talking about thousand-pound audio cables, weren't they? Oh. And they themselves were like, it's not really worth spending it, but anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I think the answer to the question is, yeah, but that's not us. It, it's how people prioritize. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I. And to bring it back, you said you know you you started thinking about this in terms of would you rather release your own music in flat yeah. or MP3 yeah. or what? Well, it depends on who you're who you expect to be listening mm. to it. Mm. Uh, maybe or why why choose why not have both? Yeah, well, well, that's that's the whole the joy of Bandcamp as a music retail thing that once you've bought it, you can download it again in multiple formats. And if you if, I think an important thing, because I think some people might pick up on this and they, want, they would want this comedy made, so I just make it. So there's also a there's a big legal licensing difference between FLAC and MP3 as well, which is an, an okay. another consideration to take in this place. Okay, I wasn't aware of that. Well, because MP3 is license encumbered, unenforced currently, but oh, could that be. Side of it. Sorry, I thought you yeah. meant on the music itself. No, 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 no. But I mean, like in terms of format. So yes, I, I'm just thinking that before people go away from here thinking, oh, there's you know, there's no difference between these two formats in terms of. You know, it's just something to put out there. Is from a legal point of view, there's you're prob you're on safer territory with FLAC than you are with MP3, but you're probably not in that much trouble in MP3. But this doesn't constitute legal advice that you should follow in any way whatsoever. In order to <laughs> encode or decode from MP3 or to MP3, 
yeah, you have to use somebody's software, which they want paying for. Whereas there are other things out there, Flack and Org, and things like that, which we haven't talked about. Mm. Well, as much, but these things are open source, and so people can write encoders and decoders without having to pay someone to do that. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. No, just yeah. checking. That, that's you know, it, while yeah, we get into the dodgy legal thing, but yeah, we don't. But any legal advice that we have doesn't constitute real advice, and you certainly shouldn't follow it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you're taking legal advice from us, then the insanity plea will sort you out. So <laughs> that doesn't help us, though. <laughs> oh yeah. No. Okay. Um, are we are we done? Are we done on this subject? Well, I I, I feel oh, we I should maybe go. attempt to summarize in some sort of way. Okay. I, I'll, I'll go first in that I I think that in my experience, most people aren't listening back on devices which really demand a lot of high quality anyway. I think you should probably keep a high quality master yourself. But I think there's nothing wrong with just a crush down MP3 or whatever you want it to be. I think it'd be fine. Uh, well, I'm going to just advocate and say that FLAC is a million times better than MP3. Once you get used to FLAC on a good converter, a good set of headphones, you do struggle to go back. And it's it's much like HD. Um, you know, you, you go and watch sporting event on a HD, and then you go back and you watch it on a on a small streaming internet window, and it's a totally different experience. But yeah, it's it's just a case of people aren't interested. But well, I say people. Most music consumers don't consume music in a sit down listening in front of speakers for the sake of listening. A lot of music consumption is just black. Uh, the sort of uh, blanking, blanking out the rest of the world when you're walking on your commute. Um, I am one of these people that does sit at home in front of the speakers, and yeah. I have. That's why I like to keep my music collection that is going to be listened to in that situation mm. as it is. If it's CD that I've received it on, then I'll keep it at CD quality. Mm. Um, but if I'm making stuff, releasing things, even collaborating on projects, I'll. I'm happy to sacrifice quality in order for convenience. Okay. Cool. Okay, that takes us into the plunder. You are so plunder. This is where we um we just point stuff which is on the internet and say that's good enough. Yeah, basically. All right, uh, first one here. Um, I spotted this up on designsound.org. Um, audio implementation greats number eleven, <laughs> marrying toolsets. It's basically a matter of bringing the um, ultimate. Well, using Super Collider and combined with the uh, Half-Life Two engine. What they call that? Uh, UDK. It's completely gone out of my head. Oh, that's fantastic. Unreal Development Kit. There, I finally made it. So basically, Unreal Development Kit is the ability, is part of what they use for Half-Life 2, the ability to run around and shoot things, and the environment they built that in, and this gentleman's linked that up with Super Collider, so you can have the audio in there using OSC. So when you open the door, it sends an OSC message, which makes Super Collider do something, which is, I, I thought it was kind of, you know, why not? I, I, I think a lot of people have done this before, actually, but I just spotted it. I was like, hey, that's cool. That's kind of fun. Why not? Excellent. There you go. That was that one there. And the next one is a um, YouTube video of Rick Wakeman t- talking about performing while drunk. <laughs> it's yeah. it, it, interesting. On the on the audio podcast wiki, it's performing while drink. Well, so maybe someone was drunk while they were typing it up. I, I, I can't. I, I can't. Fortunately, we all changed that before the show goes live. That's a good. That's a good point. Oh, that bring, it brings us to the end of our show. Obviously, you can get the show notes are all online at wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk from there you can subscribe to the show you can like us on Facebook and Twitter if you wanted to if you want to like edit our show notes it's a wiki so you know what I mean get involved 
you, you can, yeah, you can trash them if you want to. <laughs> so even if you change it back to drunk, it's going to go back to drink now, isn't well, it? Well, if somebody wants to do that, they can do. That's part <laughs> of the fun of a wiki. You know what I mean? We I only have to worry about the tonight. notes being almost right for the next week, don't we? And then it's an old show, so people don't mind so much. I don't think. Do you mind? How else could they get us? Oh, I'm at the audio podcast as at well. That's the audio podcast on Twitter. Why yeah. not Twitter or something for fun or as well? show at the audio podcast uk if you wish to write an email. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, are we almost there? Oh, next yeah. week we have an interview with some people for next week's show. So it's going to be pretty exciting. We've got an interview lined up as well. I'm not going to say anything more than we have an interview lined up. Woo. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's pretty great. All right, then. Um, I'd like to thank Tom. Thank you very yeah, much. For thank you very much for having me on. Uh, thanks for listening. On the show. Yeah. If you want to come on again, I feel you're welcome. Yeah, for sure. You're thanks welcome for the invitation, guys. Excellent. To. Yeah, That's enjoyed great. it. Um, I've been Scott here. It's been a pleasure as always. I'm Sam Freeman. Bye. Uh, goodbye. <laughs>